Conair is spreading love and celebrating women, not just on International Women's Day, but every day with Conair Girl Bomb. Girl Bomb is their new line of powerful hair removal tools made just for us. Yeah. Whether it's the silky smooth skin or the empowering confidence boost you get, Conair Girl Bomb is here to amp up those positive vibes with some self care. So, to all the beautiful women out there, keep shining, keep being you, and treat yourself to some Conair Girl Bomb magic. You deserve it. Available at Walgreens. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. See if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity be a roadblock in your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't try distracted Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use when vehicle is in operation, compatible device and vehicle required. Welcome to the Golf Fitness Bomb Squad podcast with Chris Finn, a production of P4S Golf. Welcome to the Golf Fitness Bomb Squad. My name is Chris and I am so excited to be here with you today because I want to talk about the golf ball rollback and the science behind this. Um, I think there's so much emotional firepower on I guess I could say both sides of the argument. I think most people are on one side, but uh, if you're in the USGA or the RNA, I think obviously you're on, (laughs) we know what side they're on. Um, And so basically to what I wanted to address today is the actual implications that this is going to have for the, uh, we'll obviously touch on the elite golfer, but you know, obviously the 99 plus percent of golfers that are the amateur golfers. And that's when we talk about who we work with at P4S golf and the 10,000 plus uh, individual golfers that we have data on from 13, you know, actually from 10 years old, actually, no, our youngest golfer is eight years old, uh, all the way up through 93 or 94 years old. Um, and we have a ton of data and what I want to make sure we cover in this quick pod here is giving you the facts of data and what the impacts are going to be and where we see it going based on what we've seen trends, you know, in terms of club head speed and some of the claims made by, uh, you know, some people in favor of the uh, rollback have been around, well, athleticism is only going up and golf courses are not going to be playable, you know, for the next generation if we don't roll the ball back. Um, so let, let's let's get into some specifics here. I think one of the kind of, and I got some notes here, so I want to make sure I cover everything. Some of the interesting facts, I think, to start this conversation out with is if we look at the highest of high uh, levels, the you know PJ Tour and whatnot, the average driving distance hasn't changed in the last twenty years on tour. Um, you know, it really it, it has not. <laughs> the longest driver back in 03, I think, was hitting at three twenty one. The longest driver this year in twenty three was hitting at three twenty one. Um, like literally z- zero change. So first of all, anyone who's telling you that the distances are getting longer is is BS. Um, <laughs> Also, the scoring average hasn't changed. It's still right around 71, I believe. So 
Um, and this is actually was just, you know, listening a uh, couple day, days ago, or, or maybe I was reading something, you know, Lou Stagner, who's a huge data stats guy. Um, yeah, I mean, those are, those are, those are two unarguable stats. Scoring average hasn't changed on tour. Neither has uh, club head speed and, or, you know, average or longest, the longest hitter on tour. I think, the other thing to take into consideration is what's happening in the amateur ranks. So obviously golf is, a, is at an all-time high. The game has grown a ton. The big discussion usually among the you know, USGA and RNA is to grow the game of golf. Well, you have one of your largest segments of golfers, you know, 50, you know, baby boomers, you know, and 60s. And we know statistically their distances already the average person golfer doesn't do anything physically. And so their average distances are dropping 10 miles an hour a year. Like that's like, that's crazy. Like, like they're already losing distance. Like father time is already does a golf ball rollback without having to touch the golf ball just on the physical side of things, because golfers aren't doing the things that they need to do in general. Their golfers are not known to be gym rats. So you're on the amateur golfer. Effectively what's going to happen is you're now taking people who are already losing distance generally from the age of 40, um, 41 is statistically, when we look at our data set, kind of people fall off a cliff and physiologically speeds tend to really kind of start to drop. Right. Um, so you're already for 40 plus, you know, for age 40 plus golfers who are there, you're already losing lots of distance. And if we look at where does a lot of the money in golf come from, that's obviously, you know, country clubs and people with disposable income going on big golf trips that this is probably the largest section of golfers they are already losing distance and we're going to take away more distance by changing out golf balls. Um, I think one of the cool stats uh, discussions that Lou, Lou brought up was uh, that basically let's say you have, um, you know, you roll the ball back and let, I mean, think of it this way. You, you have two guys that are 20 yards apart. If they're 20 yards apart at a hundred and uh, you know, 20 yards and 140 yards to the green, Right. And this is where the big impact is going to come in. You know, there's not there is a much smaller differential of scoring from that range than there is from 180 to 200 yards. Right. So for most amateur golfers, all of a sudden the distance, uh, you know, impact is more in that 180 to 200 yards on your second shot. Like your scoring averages are going to go up. So immediately, like overnight, we're going to make people worse like at golf. Right. The number one reason why people stop playing golf is because the game's not as fun. So now you got immediately you're making the game less fun. And I'm not sure how that's good for the game growing it, right? But regardless, let's talk about the science of what are people probably going to do? Well, what happens is this rollback in disproportionately impacts people that are shorter, right? You know, for somebody who's long going for hit having an approach is from 120 to 140 yards not as big of an impact for somebody who's shorter going from 180 to 200 yards on average on their approach. So naturally what's going to happen is golfers are going to, you're going to have to chase swing speed to overcome this. Right. And I've had a lot of discussions with Bobby, our director of research. He's like, well, shoot, man, they're giving me four years, five years, you know, to, to, to actually do this. Not that hard to pick up another five miles an hour and, and I'll be good. I jokingly, I was like, yeah, but you know exactly what to do and how to do it safely. Right. Cause the other statistic, statistical, inarguable fact is all these golfers over the age of 40 who are already losing distance, 99% of them fail all four rotary centers, right? So now you got all these people who don't have the right mobility are not healthy enough to go after chasing speed, but they're going to go after chasing speed because that is 
the number, the only way to dis, to, to overcome this, or I guess you strengthen your clubs and immediately the golf ball thing doesn't matter. But again, why I think it's kind of a stupid, you know, I, and it's funny because for us at P4S golf, from a business perspective, you're making club head speed that much more important. That's, that's, you know, honestly, it's probably a pretty good thing for business for me and for us. Right. But for the game and for the health of golfers, and if we're ultimately all looking to grow this game of golf, you're going to increase injury likelihood and all these guys trying to swing faster. Um, and unfortunately, I, I thought another cool point that Lou made, and the argument that was, well, just move up a tee. Everybody should just move up a tee. Well, the, you know, most people play member tees, which maybe are like, you know, 62 to 6,500. The next tee up is probably 500 yards short, and now you're probably too short, right? So the, the courses aren't, it just they aren't set up to do that necessarily. Uh, and in my opinion, it's less the drive where people are going to feel it. You know, they'll notice it's not going as far, but it's going to be more where they're going to feel it is the number of missed greens they have. The numbers so now all of a sudden, you know, the you know their their up and downs are you know instead of being twenty yards away, now they're forty yards away, right? So there's lots of I think snowball impacts that are going to happen to the amateur golfer. Which oh, let's be honest, the amateur golfer is the core is 99% of the game of golf, right? We play this game to enjoy it. My biggest concern on the physical side, let's get into this, is, like I said, 99% of people who are already losing distance, who come to us to gain distance, are not physically ready to gain that distance, okay? So most people are, you know, there's going to be a, a boom in club head speed, you know, chasing that and going after that already from what there already is. People are going to get hurt more. When they get hurt, the average golfer, when they get hurt, misses two weeks of time. Right. Well, now you're going to get more golfers getting hurt, missing more weeks of time. So now your rounds played are going to go down. <laughs> right. So, again, continuing to fail to see how this is better for the game of golf, uh, while maybe better for our business in terms of more people are interested in gaining club head speed. Um, definitely. My biggest concern is that people are not going to go after club head speed in the right ways. Um, I think it's a very easily overcome barrier in terms of losing, you know, whatever they roll back the golf ball. I am very confident. I'm saying like hundred percent, if you do the right stuff, you can overcome that Pick up five miles an hour, like literally not going to impact you whatsoever. The problem is 95% of people are not going to go after gaining club at speed the right way, which means their safe swing speed right now is probably already less than what their current club at speed is. Right. So, and we can figure that out based on the data we have, what your mobility numbers are, what your upper body power, what your lower body power numbers are. We can figure out where you can safely swing at already. Most golfers, are at least five miles an hour swing, swinging at least five miles an hour faster than where their safe swing speed is at. And now you're telling people, Hey, in order for this not to impact you, you need to gain more speed. Well, now you, we just increase the gap from how fast somebody's swinging to where their swing to where, how low their actual safe swing speed is, which means you've now just increased their injury risk, which means you've now just likely increased the number of weeks. Somebody is not going to be able to play the game of golf because they're hurt. And you've increased the likelihood that they're going to have less fun when they go play. I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, you know, I think particularly when you listen to guys like Lou or you know, other people who've re actually read a lot of their reports from the USGA and they talk about, well, if we don't roll it back, golf courses are going to have to add all this acreage. Well, the average golf course over the last, I think it was 20, 30 years has actually shrunk in acreage by, you know, one to two acres. Um, and, you know, the fairways have actually, they, what they've done is gotten them a little bit narrower, saves them costs. So like, just a lot of the arguments being made don't make any sense when I you know come at it from kind of a, a data and science standpoint, and they're actually totally not even following their own research that they did, and from you know, from a USGA side side of things, it's just 
uh, leaves me with a scratch in my head a little bit in terms of why we're doing it. My biggest concern uh, for you is the long is your longevity in the game and the impact that a shorter golf ball is going to put more stress on swinging faster is going to have. Uh, and you know, ultimately, it just puts more onus on going after speed the correct way, which is make sure you have good rotary center mobility, right? So it's just parforsuccess.com. Take, you know, go to this to figure out what your safe swing speed is. You'll go through the rotary center training, like, like literally do that. <laughs> that just because the, the, the level of importance of that, uh, the assessment and knowing what your safe swing speed is and trying to figure out what you need to do to fix that. It was already at like very high importance level. We just went to like DEFCON 5 if this is what actually is going to occur in the game of golf. Um, so while I guess to wrap it up, while I feel like ultimately it's probably good for business, I don't think it's good for the golf game, and I really am, you know, not a fan of of what they're doing. I don't understand why. I'm obviously going to continue to do research, talk with all the people in the industry that I know that that have kind of back, you know, back a scenes knowledge, and um, but nobody that I have talked to in the ball industry, uh, in the in the know, in, in any of the organizations, has been able to really kind of truly give me an answer that is definitive. I think a lot of the data and research being used at this point is still. Uh, philosophical and not necessarily proven. Uh, and a lot of the arguments actually are, have been proven the other way. So, um, so I hope that's helpful in terms of, you know, with golf rollback, obviously we'll do the biggest impact that we'll see on the golf course is going to be that approach shot going to be a bit longer. Um, the biggest impact psychologically is going to be, we're going to, you know, I guess if you want to fix it, go after club head speed becomes now more important. Um, the concern is that most people don't go after club head speed in the right way. They don't address their mobility. They don't make sure they're strong enough. They just skip step one and step two and go right to step three, which is swing clubs really, really fast and try to get, you know, get as fast as possible. And that unfortunately leads to a lot of injury and really threatens our longevity. My bigger concern is just a golfer who freaking loves this game is the average longevity or length of time people can play golf is going to decrease, uh, you know, as, as we get older. So, um, Hope you found that somewhat informative. Uh, I'd be curious to hear what you guys all think about, you know, about the rollback and, and, and thoughts there. But uh, more to come on that. But just wanted to do it. was just kind of top of mind this morning. Uh, so I wanted to get this recorded for you and out there as it uh, definitely is top of a lot of people's minds. So hopefully we diffuse a few myths about this rollback and give you some, some actual facts, what to look for. Um, you know, definitely go to the, you know, parforsuccess.com. Grab the, it's free literally to figure out what your safe swing speed is. Uh, we got four years. Let's start planning for it. You can, I've not met a single golfer in the over 10,000 that we work with who has not been able to pick up enough speed to basically totally negate the ball rollback. So it's hundred percent doable to fix it. We just want to make sure you do it the right way. So thanks for hanging out and, uh, look forward to uh, hopefully dropping some more bombs on the next episode for you. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all new 2025 infinity QX 80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off 
by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. This is where projects come to life. Our showrooms are designed to inspire with the latest products from top brands, curated in an inviting, hands-on environment, and a team of industry experts to support your project. We'll be there to make sure everything goes as planned, from product selection to delivery coordination. At Ferguson Bath, Kitchen, and Lighting Gallery, your project is our priority. Find great brands like Kohler at your local showroom or visit us online at ferguson.com build.